friends. It's friend here. <laughs> Let's keep reading. Uh, so last time we looked at Genesis 1, 1 through 6, or 1 through 5 is what we've looked at. And what I see in there, the things that stick out to me are, are <laughs> numerous, but one of them is um, that the earth was formless and void, that it was shapeless and didn't have purpose yet. And um, it was dark and deep. So the wind, while the wind from God swept over the face of the waters. So you have the, the planet Earth covered in water. And water is the presence of God. And his holy animating breath is swirling around over the top of it, right? And when we have something that's in the dark, uh, a dark, deep, dark planet, deep, dark cosmos, deep, dark waters, ah, terrifying, not a human space. So he's going to start in this coming uh, verses to, to make light. He's going to start showing light into this darkness and start making order out of the chaos waters, as they're sometimes referred to. Um, so water is a good thing it, it's a necessary thing for life it's wonderful um but it, we need to have it in good order so god said let there be light and he separated the light from the dark and there's evening and morning the first day genesis 1 6 and god said let there be a dome in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters from the waters. So God made a dome and separated the waters that were under the dome from the waters that were above the dome. And it was so. So you have the planet and now there's waters above the planet in the atmosphere and there's water on and in the planet. God's presence is everywhere. And it was so. God called the dome sky and there was evening and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the waters under the sky be gathered together in one place and let dry land appear. And so it was. He's going somewhere with all of this. And the land, he doesn't get to the people for a minute still, but the land is already there. The light is already there. The water is already there. The air is already there. He's got everything he needs at this point to make life. That's the purpose to make life and sustain life and to see that it is good and it is blessed. That is the purpose. And he thinks about it all in the correct order. He, he's not like me. I would make the people first in my excitement and then be like, oh man, I didn't make a planet for them to, to be on. <laughs> I would be all backwards about this. That's just how I am. But, but he doesn't do it that way. He does it in the perfect order. God called the dry land earth and there were waters that were gathered together called seas. So the seas, in the middle of this land, he's still got all this space that is just his presence in the sea. So we're gonna see these seas be really important, right? We've got the Red Sea, the Dead Sea, the Sea of Galilee. These are concentrated points of his um, presence. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the earth put forth vegetation plants yielding seed and fruit trees of every kind on earth so that that bear fruit with a seed in it and it was so 
So he's making this self-perpetuating, self-sustaining, good, ordered process here of life. And you know what it's like. Zucchini is abundant. You cut up one zucchini and you got zucchini for the whole neighborhood. If you take those seeds and plant them and now you've got a hundred zucchini plants, you can feed, I don't know, 50 families with that. <laughs> right? So it, it's very abundant life. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed of every kind, and trees of every kind bearing fruit with its seed in it. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the third day. So we have already, we have all the laws of, um, all the physical laws, right? We have gravity, we have rotation, we have trajectory, we have um, light and energy. This is all good. And now we have water, earth, air. This is all stuff that you can do something with. Now we have... Um, seeds that so we can sustain our life and he's going to make us into farmers so that we can be co-creators in this so that we can be a part of this process we he wants us to have a lot of buy-in here and god saw that it was good and there was evening and there was morning the third day so even at this early days we are already well into a second step here of being restored to sanity from the dark deep chaos waters where you don't know what is going on now we're being restored to sanity or introduced to it some some of us i'm sure myself uh, we're introduced to sanity in this process of uh, recovery and god said let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years and let them be lights in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth so he wants it to have. He wants all of this good purpose, form, and function to be there to support us and our life, and that is very kind. And this is where I get upset where people say God is mean or vicious. He's not. This is who he is. This is the very first thing he wants us to know about himself. That this is who he is. And it was so. So again, all, all of the planets and the, the elements listen to him and now, and now the, the, the sky forms in a way that is for signs and seasons for us. Who else would it be for? Yeah, and uh, the zucchini listen to him. Everything is, is here. It's coming. Uh, it's happening. God made the two great lights and the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. God set them in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth, to rule over the day and rule over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. So who is not in this story so far? I mean, it's, come, it's not me. I'm not creating any of this. I can't do any of this. This is where we go back to one, I am powerless. I can't create a universe. I can't do any of that, but this one is all-powerful. May he find you now. Um, and So, God said, Let the waters bring forth swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the dome of the sky. So God created the great sea monsters, 
that might say other things in other books, uh, like sea creatures. And every living creature that moves of every kind with which the waters swarm and every winged bird of every kind. He, in my estimation, has just made jewelry for the planet. When you look at birds and fish, they are like jewelry. They are dazzlingly beautiful. And this is who God is. He makes things with purpose and form and function and beauty. And God saw that it was beautiful. No, he saw that it was good. It's good. God blessed them. Here we go. This is the very first blessing. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. So he wants, it, he wants himself, if, he, if he's represented by the water and the air, he wants himself to be filled with these beautiful jewels, right? And he wants them to, to just be more and more and more. And there is evening and there is morning the fifth day. So we've got the first blessing. And the first direction, be fruitful and multiply. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures of every kind. Cattle, cattle. Those are my favorite. I'm looking at them out the window right now. I love cows so much. Uh, those are the very first thing he brings, and I don't think it's an accident that those are the things that we eat primarily for food, but we haven't been told yet what we can eat. Spoiler alert. Uh, every kind. Cattle and creeping things, the wild animals of the earth of every kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals of the earth of every kind, and the cattle of every kind, and everything that creeps upon the ground of every kind, and God saw that it was good. He kept it pretty simple, right? All of this is pretty simple. If there's dinosaurs roaming around, we don't know when. We're pretty sure it happened because we see their remains, but they're not the point of the story. There's all kinds of things that probably happened in all kinds of time. The particulars of the timeline is not the six days, whatever that means to God. That's what it happened. And whether that's six literal 24-hour days or whether that's six eras in time, that's his to know. He doesn't tell us. He can be incredibly specific if he wants to, but he doesn't tell us. So my take on this is to just leave it as it is on the page and focus on the things that he wants us to focus on. So he, he, he's saying, I made everything, period. <laughs> uh, everything that you need to know about is right here on this page. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image. Wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean us? Who's us? This has been a me project. This has been a God project so far. Where did us come from? So if I look in in chapter uh, in the book of Proverbs, which was um, accredited to being written by Solomon, but we take all scripture as written by God, right? Um, in Proverbs, we have this character known as Lady Wisdom. And it's written in a female voice, and it is written in the voice of a mother. So she's always saying, my child, listen to your mother. In Proverbs 3, 
19, we have a subheading, God's wisdom and creation. And the Lord, by wisdom, founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. So this corresponds to the, the part in Genesis that we're reading right now. By his knowledge, the deeps broke open. That deep water, his knowledge breaks that open. And the clouds drop down the dew. So his gentle presence settles like dew over the earth. Um, and then if you go a little bit further to Proverbs 8, we meet our mother. And I don't know how else to say that because that's what it says in here. Uh, she It says, wisdom part, wisdom's part in creation. Wisdom, uh, Proverbs 8, starting at 22. The Lord created me at the beginning of his work. This is Lady Wisdom speaking to us, our mother. At the first of his acts of long ago. Ages ago, I was set up at the first, before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water, before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth. When he had not yet made earth and fields or the world's first bits of soil, when he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters may not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him like a master worker, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and delighting in the human race. And now, my children, listen to me. And she keeps going with her wonderful feast of wisdom. And so, of course, when, when we read this, let us make mankind in our image, of course we're going to go to the Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yep, that's for sure. But also, he's talking about creating in his likeness. So he's going to tell us in just a second that you need a man and a woman to make humankind in his likeness, in his image. So why wouldn't there be a female aspect? And why wouldn't it be a lady wisdom? That's what the book says. I don't know how else to, to argue that that's what it says. And I love that. I love that she is there with us before the creation even began. Wisdom is with us. Then God said, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness. God, the Father creator and lady wisdom, the mother and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the wild animals of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them. So here we have the blessing. And God said to them, now we have the command to be fruitful and multiply. This is the first command that humans get. Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Be a good shepherd of it. Make it gentle. Make it work right. 
and have dominion, stewardship, over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Ta-da! <laughs> so pretty. And God said, See, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree with the seed and its fruit you shall have for food. So he's giving us all of these blessings. Before he gives us any responsibility, like take care of all of this, he gives us the blessing, but he gives us the responsibility to take care of it. And um, he's saying one of our responsibilities is what we can eat. We don't think about, as Christians, the Jewish think of it a lot. Jesus thought about it a lot. He was Jewish. But Christians have somehow lost this sensitivity to what we eat. But I just want you to pay attention to this part because it's going to become really important in the sin of, of the forbidden fruit and then right after that in the story of Cain and Abel. So sensitivity to food and what God says is and is not food is really important to him. So uh, 130, and every beast of the earth and to every bird of the air and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life in it, I have given every green plant for food. So every single thing on planet earth, tigers, lions, bears, humans, eat every green plant for food. We're all eating salad. And it was so. God saw everything that he had made and indeed it was very good and there was evening and there was morning the sixth day so we'll stop the reading there but I think for sure we're well planted into step one and two here we our only power in this world is going to be to align our free will with God's goodwill if we get that right, we get it all right. And if we get that wrong, we get it all wrong. Other than that, I'm powerless. I can't control the wind or the weather or life or death. Those are all in his hands, but he is trustworthy. He is dependable. The sun is going to come down and go up every day of our entire existence forever. And that's beyond me, that I am powerless, but I am not alone. I have this good God who made me and loves me, and if I align my free will with his good will, it will be good. All right, friends, see you next time.